no matter who you are, how much experience you you have, how much you've done on the project, someone will step in and finish it up. In fact, I'm a great poster child of that person. You get to be that person. I've been that person on numerous occasions where I've come in and, you know, somebody else has quit and I take over their projects and ta-da, I finish them up. And most of the time they're saying, why did you design it this way? You do know I haven't been on this project, but in two weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who was on it before? Like, eh, see, you're always replaceable. Welcome to the Archispeak Podcast, the podcast for architects by architects, where we discuss all things about architecture. I'm Neil Pan. Each episode, Evan Troxel, Cormac Phelan, and me invite you in on the conversation as we talk about everything in the profession, both the good and the bad. Maybe you're considering a career in architecture, you're still in school, or you've been around the block more times than you'd like to admit. Join us in the studio as we gather around the water cooler and talk about this profession we call architecture. It's time for some Arcuspeak. Welcome to episode 35 of the Arcuspeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxel. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And this week, we thought we would spend a few minutes talking about some comments we've received back and, uh, and, you know, just some general nice things that have been said about the show or maybe, maybe some not so nice things. Um, <laughs> we'll see where we go. But I think the, the first one we wanted to start off with tonight was, uh, from episode 30, uh, which is the episode where we talked about, or we, I should say, we pointed out, uh, a, a video on Hanley Woods website that, you know, wasn't very nice, uh, about architects and, um, some of our listeners took it upon themselves to contact the AIA over it and, uh, and some things were, were done about it. And, you know, that, that's really cool. Yeah, it was. So go ahead and go back and listen to that episode real quick. We'll wait. Thanks for, thanks for joining. <laughs> <laughs> so I, they've, they've taken the video down. Unfortunately, nobody uh, that I know of kept a copy of it, but that would have been uh, good for us to, uh, to have a copy of just yeah, so that we could we point should it have out. Done that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it was what you guys watched it last. What did, what did it, it one of the comments here from uh, Jeremiah Russell was that uh, he says 15 to 20% of the value of the home. So, I mean, obviously they were saying that architects cost up to that much for you to, to pay a fee. And he says, I want to know how to charge that kind of fee for a single family home or any other project for that matter. Hello, my name is Jeremiah and I am nothing more than a customization and modification expert. Would you like a hop up hot apple pie with that order? <laughs> and so that's directly talking to the, uh, the kind of stuff that was in that video that Neil was referring to not being very nice to architects. Yeah. So if you guys are scratching your head, trying to figure out what 
video we're talking about. Uh, Haley Wood, the publishers of Architect uh, Magazine for the AIA, also um, publishes many other um, magazines. And they had a website uh, up that was peddling there. And it still peddles their uh, home plans. And a lot of them are done by architects and, and things like that. But they had a video on there, which basically was pretty demeaning to architects, talking about the reason why you should use the plan site rather than using an architect is because of how difficult, how expensive, how, you know, you really don't get the service that you're hoping for through an architect, and you should use their website, which we all thought was pretty funny that here's somebody who's making their money off of architects posting a video bashing architects. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ed Shannon wrote to, uh, Mr. Ivy. I think he's the president of yeah, the AIA California the, chapter. No, no, he's no, national. 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 He's the CEO of, uh, Oh, that's right. That's right. AIA. And, uh, he, he implored him to look at the video and see everything that they were saying. And then he got a nice response that said, uh, the AIA contacted the leadership at Hanleywood, and their response was swift and appropriate. So they scrubbed all their communications to ensure that architects were and are positively portrayed. And this particular piece fell through the cracks and was removed immediately. They immediately adjusted how the home service plan is promoted. And uh, he said that you can always ask additional questions to the AIA about this matter. So that was, yeah. that was cool that, uh, Edward sent that into us just to well, kind know, of, kind of, you know, finish that whole conversation up. It was, it was great that it was a conversation that was being had, you know, across the board on all sorts of architectural professional, you know, um, that they, this conversation was going on in, in every neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it. Uh, I know that it was being discussed and, and people had even made reference to, um, our discussion on the podcast, you know, through LinkedIn, you know, and then their own conversations. And, and it was good that it fired up the, you know, I guess the unrepresented architecture base of the AIA and, um, you know, people, took action. And, and I thought it was great that AIA did, you know, did the appropriate thing and, and made the response and, and took it to these guys and said, you know, Hey, look, you know, if you guys are supposed to be representing us, this isn't the way to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting though. You know, when I read that, uh, the comment and it said, you know, it, it was something that fell through the cracks. That was a pretty old video. So that's been out oh, there yeah. and been on, you know, on their website for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it fell through the cracks. I just figured that they just ignored it because it was something on the website. You know, they, it was kind of those, they plugged it in to them. It seemed harmless to us. It seemed offensive. Yeah. Well, I see it more as the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing at Handley Wood. I oh, mean, that's probably true. Yeah. Right. I mean, the people mm -hmm. that are, dealing with architecture uh, or the magazine and and those aspects at Hanley Wood likely had no idea that what was happening over on their plan site. Um, and so, you know, maybe it did fall sure through. it's a big operation. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, very lucrative operation. Oh, yes, abs- <laughs> absolutely. As as uh, everybody who's an AIA member uh, knows. <laughs> so uh, uh, you know. Anyway, so it, it was great that you know the, it came up in 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 the podcast, and and our listeners reached out to the AIA, and the AIA responded. And you know that's the way things should work. Um, yeah. And it was great that they responded. Um, and you know, at least we were happy with the results and, and really thank you to our listeners for, you know, for taking it upon themselves and, and reaching out, uh, after it was, it kind of came to light and, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're real happy about how, how things worked out. So, I mean, that's yeah. what we're here to do is, is start these conversations or continue these conversations and, and have, and have a result. Yeah, absolutely. So you got another comment? Well, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, from episode 27, uh, Robert Ross commented, and that's where we talked about, uh, the different names for, uh, uh, trace or, um, you know, the flimsy paper and, and, uh, habits for success. <laughs> and, and it's Rob, Robert said, uh, that he, he, he prefers the canary yellow and, and it's called trash. And cause he, he feels, uh, or he, he, well, uh, first before yeah. you say what he, what he said there. Yeah. He prefers canary with prismacolors. That, which I, I totally agree with. It always makes that stuff pop. It looks oh really yeah. good. Yeah. Absolutely. I did a lot of those types of uh presentations back when I was in junior college, actually. Uh, a lot of on yellow trace with the prismacolors. Nice. So um looks good. It does look good. It, it, it's a, it just still looks good. You know, it's one of those things where it's that's never that look is never going to. Oh, I don't know if you you know, and I I mentioned it on that show, but um, you know, there was uh, and crap, of course, I'm going to forget the guy's name, uh, Carlos Scarpa. <laughs> Thank you. That, that for, one guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That that one guy. You know that that Scarpa guy. Um, on the Dead Architects episode, right? Yes. Well, I, I talked about, it. but I mean, if you look at some of his, um, his sketches and drawings, it's on a canary yellow paper or just, uh, it, it may be, you know, the more butter colored paper, but, um, it's, it's the layers of drawings, it's sketches, it's floor plans, it's elevations, it's color plans, it's everything on top of each other and on top of each other. And it just, it makes such a dynamic sketch and all it is is on trace paper. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and Robert says he prefers to call it trash because um, that's where most of it ends up. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, that was great. Makes sense. You know, I usually hold on to it forever. <laughs> Um, and then what do you do with all that stuff, uh, we've got these little, um, underneath our desks or underneath, uh, this continuous tabletop that we've got kind of running the length next to our desks and stuff. Um, we have like these shelves underneath and most everybody else has got old drawings and stuff. And mine has old sketch, you know, sketch paper and stuff. And, uh, all it is, is just kind of like logged, um, under you know it's rolled up yeah. uh, per project have you guys seen uh jeremiah russell's feed lately he's i don't know if he listens to the show or not but he's a friend of ours on twitter and facebook and i think even on instagram he's been putting up a lot of layered trace drawings lately he's been he's been working it late at night you can tell there's glasses of wine and pens and even his his son's getting involved helping him draw plans it's pretty cool 
definitely check that out. Yeah. I, I've, I actually really like that. Um, a lot more people, um, across this, across the Twitter sphere and whatever else, um, are posting images. You know, it, it's, it's kind of fun to see other people in action and just so you kind of can see that they're in there with, you know, in the trenches with you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, He's got a bunch of good stuff up there, so we should definitely check, put a link to that show notes. Where can you find the show notes for this episode, Neil? I have no idea. (laughs) I just write them and then they go up on the site. (laughs) They go up in the cloud. They go in the cloud. No, uh, where are they at? They're at arcaspeakpodcast.com slash episodes, and there's uh, the show notes for each episode are attached to uh, each page and then, uh, you can get them directly in your email box, right? Yep. You can subscribe and, and receive them the night that the episode goes live. So, uh, the next morning you've got all the show notes there and all the links to everything we talk about and you can go check that out. Yeah. Or if you're like, uh, Neil, you can get them by fax or, um, teletype. <laughs> Shut up, Cormac. I write the damn things. <laughs> Cormac. I'm I'm faxing them to you. <laughs> Pick up. Pick up. <laughs> hey, well, you know, speaking speaking about inspiration uh, for uh, moving into the 21st century here, we we got another comment from uh, Louis Vargas, and what did, what did uh, Louis say. Lewis, Lewis commented basically that, uh, he, he, well, let's, I'll, I'll go ahead and read. He said, I, I had realized my brain starts to really work and get creative whenever there is an intellectual stimulant, such as images or beginning of, or, or beginning a conversation about a topic somebody else or someone else already knows well, or at least better than me. It is harder to get my brain cranking otherwise, but I did not know this was normal, and I always thought I was a retard. <laughs> well, I could, I could tell you, Lewis, uh, you're you're not a retard. Um, <laughs> can we even say that anymore? I don't think it's, so. That's not PC, is it? No, we shouldn't say mm-hmm. that. But anyway, uh, the the we point is, is that you're no, that's that's pretty normal, and I think anybody that listened to that episode, um, you know, knows that uh, that all of us get our inspiration from a lot of many different uh, places and avenues. And, um, and that's, that's really how we get going, how we talk about and, and how we design things. We look at, we look at different images or, or we talk amongst ourselves in the office uh, or outside the office and we get inspired. I was thinking about that a little bit after I read his comment and I, it, it made me kind of think that inspiration doesn't, it's not an on-off switch, right? It doesn't strike when you want it to. It just it just happens kind of when you're when you're not thinking about what you're focusing on. That's how it works for me. I can I can be riding my bike and I'll I'll have like the best uh, brainstorming sessions because my my legs are doing something different than my brain is, and you know everything nothing's working together. So it's not intentional. It just comes out of nowhere, and I f- I feel like that's a like he says, if somebody just starts a conversation, it could it could inspire you to be solving a problem that is not related to that conversation at all, but but just the right combination of words or people or drinks or you know co- you know whatever it is, just it all works together. 
Oh, I, I absolutely, and and I think that um, when uh, you know when when we think about you know how do we get inspired, uh, another comment we got from Greg. Uh, oh, Greg, I'm going to mess up your name. Lavadaria. 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 There we go. Sorry about that, Greg. Um, he he chimed in to say that uh, he thinks that Pinterest is a much better platform uh, than uh, for collect. Collecting and can't even talk. I can't talk tonight. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And anyway, uh, curating and sharing inspirations. Um, And he felt that there was a much broader and more diverse than, than using uh, a a site like house. Um, So um, he, he definitely was uh, much more in favor of Pinterest over, over a site like house. I do like, I do agree with them and I do like Pinterest. I still have my issues with the whole copyright infringement, copyright, you know, like disregarding of only the when copyright. it's your work. Well, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it's what soured me is, you know, when I started seeing my work, uh, grow legs and walk away, yep. you know, I get it. Um, but I another mean, topic, that's another topic for another yeah, time. An, another topic for another time. But, but no, I, I can definitely agree with him because, you know, the good thing about it is, is, you know, it's under architecture. You can, you know, just kind of blush over everything and see just the broad spectrum. But then, you know, people are uh, pinning things like window detail, you know, modern window detail or traditional window detail and stuff like that. And they're, they're pretty specific the way that they kind of break down some of their pinning. And, uh, it, it really does kind of help you narrow stuff down. If you're just looking for specific inspiration, I mean, it, it, it does a great job. I don't know if we mentioned it on that. I don't know if we mentioned it on that episode or not, but it, it's, it's my favorite place to just do image searches. It's better than Google images. I think now, because everything is so well categorized. So I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it, it's nice to, like you're saying, it's, you want to look up outdoor amphitheaters. That's all. That's what you're going to see. It's, oh, yeah. and yeah. they're, they're usually really nice, nicely photographed. And I think it's, it's like any social media or podcast or blog or whatever. If, if you find your, um, taste gelling with somebody else that's already collecting or ha- has kind of curated a, a board, you know, that you might, you might start following them. And it really kind of gets you up and running quickly on a, on a site like that. It's just to find a few people that, that your taste gels with, and then you've, you've got a great head start. And I, you know, the same reason you might listen to a podcast or might follow a blog for a long period of time. It's the same thing with these Pinterest boards, I feel. Well, that, that, well, it came up on the episode and, and, uh, I'm definitely going to keep it in mind next time I'm doing an, a search for some images or something. Cause in the past I've, I've either defaulted to, um, well, I defaulted mainly to Google, you know, for, for quickie searches for images. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I do like, uh, about house is that, um, I've had clients that have used it, um, that have sent me their, uh, idea books and so where house can be useful is that if I'm doing a search in house, then I can, um, 
not pin them, but I, I add, you can save add, them. Yeah, yeah, I can save those to either their image book or an image book that is specifically about their project, and I can share that directly with them. And it, it's kind of like a private, uh, privately shared, you know, image book if I want it to be. Right. And so, uh, in that sense, it can be useful as a tool when you're working with your client. Um, so it can serve a different purpose. Um, than, than necessarily Pinterest. But you can actually do that on Pinterest as well. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. So like when I was, before I was got married, we I, I set up a board for my wife and I just to throw stuff into for invitation ideas and location ideas. And um, we I set up a board specifically for, for invitation stuff and I invited in uh, the guy who did the letterpress printing on my invitations too so that he could just see what we were thinking. And uh, he he also added stuff to it, so it was a really neat collaborative tool that wow. we used. Um, and the nice thing about it is that it works everywhere; it works across the whole web, right? So you just get the the pin it bookmarklet. You could be on any site, and you can pin it. You know, and again, this kind of goes back into the whole copyright uh, intellectual property idea topic that we might have sometime. But um, it's a nice way for you to just save images without downloading them to your hard drive. Although I do have to say, I do have a folder on my hard drive called lifted images. <laughs> just for that reason, I just want to save them, you know, for later. So that's what I did before Pinterest. So we also have, uh, I think a couple of comments, um, that we wanted to, to mention, uh, Evan, you posted those, which, which ones let's see. Uh, we, we spoke a little bit about the one that Jordan had from last week when he became a friend of the show, but I, I just wanted to kind of hone in on one piece of it. He's a 20-year-old second-year architecture student from the University of South Australia. And this is the kind of comment that we love to see. We've gotten a few of these over the last uh, year or so. But he said uh, he'd like to thank us for the entertaining conversation that we provide in the podcast. The content has opened my eyes to the real world of architecture and has really ignited my passion for the field. I'm a longtime listener, and I just wanted to give back for what you've done for the architecture community. Thanks again, guys. And I, I love those comments. We've seen a, quite a few of those where people have even maybe become reacquainted with architecture who maybe left the field and became recovering architects or um, students who were considering going another route. Um, it's been neat to read some of these comments where people say that, you know, this this has kind of reinvigorated them and shown them what it's really going to be like. And, and I think that, you know, that was one of the goals that we set out with in the beginning was just to, just to talk about how it actually is. And, uh, one of the comments we got was that, you know, if we, if we got caught standing around for an hour or 90 minutes around the water cooler, we'd get fired talking about the, the nonsense that we talk about. But really, uh, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that, that people talk about after hours. And this is the kind of stuff that people talk about in the studio. And, um, you know, if it, if it doesn't fit exactly what you're looking for at the moment, then come back and try again later. But, um, I feel like even the small talk that we talk about on this podcast is intentional because it's opening up lines of communication. And we're talking about things that, you know, lots of people are either thinking or contemplating. We get comments all the time, where people will listen to this late into the night and they just feel like they're working in a studio because these conversations are happening and they feel like they're joining right in with us and they probably are yelling and talking at the computer or at the 
the recording. So we appreciate that. And we love hearing from people who are, who are doing that. Absolutely. Yep. So let's see what else we had another one from Heimat Khalsa here that I thought was pretty cool. He was listening to episode 30, which was called do it for free. And he says, lie to you not. I was listening to this podcast and I was invoicing a client for the last two weeks of work. And it felt like I had the Rocky theme song going in the background. I almost added an additional fee called compensation for abuse from previous clients. It's time we get ours. <laughs> wow. I That's love that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like a, 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 an additional tax on our fees for, for the pain and suffering, pain and suffering tax. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she Neil, just, did anything ever happen with that? With that, that, I mean, he's he's referencing that you know the whole additional service charge and all that kind of stuff that you're. Yeah. No. Um, I uh, I think on the last update for this one, we um, I had sent something. I, I had gotten a response after almost a month saying that uh, yes, I agree to your terms. Uh, please do the work, and I will send you an signed approval tomorrow. This was on a Sunday, so that would have been a Monday. And that was probably about six weeks ago. And uh, I have not heard from him since. That's weird. It's very strange. <laughs> I, I I don't know what's going on there. But, uh, I was saying that ironically. but Yes. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so that, that that's kind of um, well, we, what's happening A lot of people said... One. Walk away. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's clear. It's probably good advice. And then other people, I, uh, I think Mark LePage said, play the game. You know, it, it doesn't hurt to play the game. All you're going to do is get better at it, right? That's true. Well, I think that's, that's what true. Neil did, actually. Is Yeah, totally. You know, he, he sent off the letter saying, okay, you know, fine, you want me to do this work. Clearly, it's above and beyond uh, the previous contract. Uh, here's the new one. Yeah, you know, and the guy just—I uh, don't know. Would you say two, two weeks, three weeks now? How long has it been? Six, six weeks. <laughs> oh, it's been over six. Wow. Okay, so You're sleeping over there, buddy. You got to wake up. It—it uh, <laughs> it is. It is the next day over here. It is the next day. Well, in the magic timeland of podcasting, this will be a couple of weeks before people hear it. <laughs> okay, so it was tomorrow. Look how, yeah, look how ahead we are. Jeez. That's right. We're looking into the future. So speaking of the future, guys, I want to spring this one on you, even though you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, thanks. But uh, I, want, I want you guys to give your sage advice about how to deal with finding time or your, what, what you're doing to take your exams. All right, I'll go first, Cormac. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if if you were to ask me what you, what I think you're going to ask me, which is, what are you watching on TV? No, no, that's for later. <laughs> well, I'm going to answer it now. I'm watching nothing. I mean, the, I'm studying for my exam. So, um, basically, I you know I get up at five in the morning, and you know, just so everybody knows, kind of what what I'm dealing with. I've got four kids. They're all under the age of 12. And so there's 
all the shuttling and taxiing and the weekend adventures and the stuff that we are very active in the raising of our kids. Um, but you know, no one's going to take the exams for me and it's something that's been nagging me for years. And even though I practice, uh, do, you know, my day job, I don't get to call myself an architect. So, uh, I'm going to take care of that. And I am hoping to get through all that this year. So I get up every morning at five and I study for an hour to an hour and a half. And I usually study at least one whole day out of the weekend. And, uh, so I've got a, I just took a test last week and I'm taking another one in two weeks. So I'm really trying to crank through some of these and I passed structures about a month ago. So, so do you uh, try to space them out, you know, like say a month at a time, you know, or just I would say whatever. six weeks is probably a, a good amount of time between them because life does happen. Yeah. If you, yeah. you know, and there's never a good time to start and there's never a good time to study and there's never a good time to schedule the exam and there's never enough money in the bank to pay for it. And there's all those things. But honestly, you know, it's like I tell my kids, you know, no one's going to brush your teeth for you. No one's going to clip your nails for you. You've got to do it. And so, I mean, that's all I can do. And I, I think it's actually great that I can sit at the table and study when they're doing their homework, you know, and, and they see me doing it. And I feel like it's, uh, something that's important for them to see me do because I am striving for something bigger that is difficult and they see how difficult it is, you know, and I or they're going to hate homework because they're like, Oh man, look well, how I old hate, dad is. I hate their and he's homework. still doing homework. <laughs> I hate their homework. I wish school just happened hey, in school. Hey, Cormac newsflash. I'm <clears throat> always going to be doing homework. Yeah. Especially with right? kids, man. Well, I, I'm thinking bigger though. I mean, you're, yeah. we're always learning, right? Yep. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I wasn't doing this, I, I would be doing other stuff. I still probably wouldn't be watching too much TV, but it is nice every once in a while to catch a movie or something. So, okay, Cormac, it's your turn. Well, I mean, it's more... Unless you want to ask me more questions, you can do that too. I think six weeks is good. Yeah, I mean, normally what I do is in the first two weeks of the... Uh, adventure to the next test. It's, you know, just casual reading, you know, pull all the material together and just kind of casually read through it. So, you know, I can start to target in on, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of, of what the next test is going to be, you know, things that I feel that I already have a pretty confident knowledge about, versus, you know, what I think I really need to study more intensely on. And then, you know, within the next, you know, so while I'm doing that kind of like more casual reading over all of the material, um, you know, and it, when I mean casual, I mean, I'm, I'm reading, but I am taking notes and things like that and just kind of prepping up and kind of prioritizing and organizing. And then, um, you know, the next couple of weeks, are really kind of intensely, um, usually about two. I mean, this is, this is off of what, you know, my old habits were is, you know, it was really every four weeks. Um, so two weeks were dedicated to taking the test or, I mean, you know, two weeks were dedicated to the casual reading and then the other two weeks were dedicated to the, um, 
you know, the really intense reading, studying, um, focusing in on, you know, where my strengths, you know, where my weaknesses were, um, trying to kind of get them up to at least the same level as the things that I feel more confident about. Um, you know, and then early on I started, you know, using the, um, what is it? The ARE forum and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of times I use it for, figuring out what to study, but not listening to the noise of all of these other ones. Oh, well, you know, I was really worried about this and real work because you can kind of get absorbed and sucked into their conversations about their fears of things. And, you know, it starts to, you know, starts to play mind games with, uh, your own study pattern. So, you know, I, 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 I now am kind of vowing that stuff off. Yeah. I think, you know, a couple other strategies that I I am employ is um, kind of what you're saying. Kind of get a bi- get a big idea of what 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 it's all about. But then I don't actually schedule the test until I feel like I'm about halfway through the material, and then I'll go ahead and schedule it because I found that if I schedule it too far in advance, it sneaks up on me, and uh, you know those excuses creep up, and then all of a sudden you feel like you have to either take it unprepared or move it, which costs money. And yeah. I'd rather not, not do either one of those. I, I agree with you there because what have you know, in, in my case, you know, you schedule too far in advance and it gives me the perfect opportunity to procrastinate. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than, than walking out of one of these thinking that you didn't study any of the right stuff, you know, and it was just a big waste of money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's pretty demoralizing. But I would also say that, um, there's, there's almost no way to pr- actually prepare for these. I feel like every time I study for hours and hours and hours and hours and I'll walk into these tests and, and there's several WTF questions where it's like, I've never even heard of this. What are they talking about? And how would I even know to study for something like that? Because it's, it's so far out of, you know, there's a lot of questions that are out of the scope of the, the area that you're supposed to be taking the test in. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you can, you can ask so many different people and, and they do have, you'll probably hear some similar strategies on when they're actually in the moment studying for the test. But, um, when they're actually planning on taking a test, um, you know, I've, I've heard so many people say, Oh, you know, take the, take the ones you feel are going to be the hardest on you first, because, you know, if you fail them, you know, by the time you get to the end of the ones that you feel a lot more comfortable with and you pass them, it's ready to read, you know, it's, you're ready to take that next test and stuff. And then <laughs> there's yeah. plenty of time for you to forget everything. Yeah. And then, and, and then, they make sure of that with the six month rule. Well, yeah. And then there's the, um, you know, then there's the other one. It's, you know, that there are certain tests that build on each other, you know, and take them in cluster. You know, yeah. Take them in an order, you know, and, and do it, you know, based off of whatever, um, you think is going to be the, you know, the one that builds off of the next one, off of the next one kind of thing. And so, you know, how are, how are you doing things like that? Yeah. There's a cool thing, um, that, Douglas Noble does out of USC and it's called Notly and it stands for not licensed yet. And, uh, it's a bunch of free study sessions that he and 
his partner organize and it's really cool. Um, if you're in Southern California, it's, it's a great resource, but he's really encouraging. Even if you're not in the area, just get on his mailing list and he kind of just sends out an email every once in a while that just is really encouraging to get, get back on it. Like I sent him a, a note after I passed my structures exam, he says, take the night off, start studying tomorrow <laughs> for the next one. <laughs> um, I mean, he's just, he's really trying to get people licensed, you know, trying to get, motivate people to get licensed. And I think it's, it's a really cool thing that he's doing. And then there's study groups in offices and there's um, study groups for regions and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of neat stuff going on, but um, yeah, I mean, it's something you got to slog through. I mean, it is a one to two to three to four year journey that you're going to embark on. And it takes persistence. I mean, it takes some serious persistence to get through it, especially if you've got, uh, if you've got kids and, and spouses and all that other life stuff that's going on. People buying houses, buying cars, you know, just getting to work, trying to pay the bills. There's a lot of excuses to get in the way of, of, uh, these exams. But if you, if you just start reading the stuff and I would actually recommend that you, the minimum amount of time that you probably need to study in is about 20 minutes. That's it. So you can definitely fit a study session in during your lunch break. Um, there's so some of the study materials study for an entire test in 20 minutes. Awesome. No, no at a time, 20 <laughs> minutes at a time. I mean, I mean, a lot of people, I think, think they need an hour or two or three hours straight to, to just get in a single study session. But I think, I think smaller chunks are probably better. You just are taking yeah. in so yeah, yeah, much yeah, yeah. information yeah. that it, it just starts to kill you. Flashcards are great. Um, podcasts are great. There's David Doucette's, um, podcast on the ARE, which you should definitely check out. Um, there's, a bunch of different recordings and stuff that 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 are online, different resources and stuff, so you can listen as you're on the train or in the car. Um, so there's lots. Of it I think that's one of the coolest things about now is that there's so many different types of study materials that you can you can be studying. I, I have a uh, an app on my iPhone. It's called Quizlet, and it's just a, a it links into a website basically. But what it does is it allows you to have flashcards right on your phone. Mm. And I just happened upon it, um, one day and I did a search. I didn't, I mean, it was just a flashcard site. I was actually looking for something for my wife to quiz our kids with some things and, uh, you know, like just give them an iPad and let them, uh, thumb through some math problems, you know, simple addition or whatever. But I, right, I just typed right. in structures and there they were. I mean, somebody took the time to write in questions and answers for structures flashcards. Really? So it's called Quizlet? That, Quizlet. Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But things like that. There's also um, Study Blue, I think, is another flashcard type website where people have put on a bunch of ARE stuff. So things are out there. Um, there's no reason not to have material to study. But oh, yeah. if you read through the back of the sections on the NCARB, um, kind of the, the overview for each section, there is some crazy... Um, bibliographies, you know, like, like the one that I'm studying for now, site planning and design, it's got 30 books and several of them are over 500 pages long. And it's like, that, that's the stuff they're pulling these questions from. And I don't know how anybody could, could study for that kind of stuff. You just can't, you just got to go in and do the best you can. There's lots of people out there who are very supportive, you know, they'll, 
They'll just keep you motivated. Well, you know, in, in just the, you know, social media community in general, um, there are a lot of people who have just recently taken and passed all of the, um, tests and are now, you know, recent, um, recent licensees that are happy to share. Um, you know, I know we've already talked about, uh, Jeremiah earlier, um, in his sketches, but, uh, you know, he was just recently, uh, passed the exam and, um, you know, he's, he, he, uh, talked about and documented his journey. Um, you know, there, there's, uh, uh, Jenny, um, yeah, Jenny PDX. Yep. Um, on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different people who she published a lot of study guides, like notes that she took. Oh right? yeah. She yeah, just wrote yeah. them all up and those are great yeah. to read through and, you kind know, of cram with. So when you're taking this, you know, don't be shy about asking people advice and, you know, opportunity and people will be out there to offer up, um, offer up some help, offer up their notes, offer up, you know, um, their ideas or their thoughts on ways to study, what to study. Um, you know, I mean, Evan, you started like rattling off all these different apps and, and websites and things like that. I mean, they're all out there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot different than, you know, back in, um, grandpa pan's day. Um, I mean, <laughs> get off my drafting table. I mean, you guys, <laughs> you know, where, you know, Hey, he, you brought this up. You got to take a little bit of abuse. You know, where, right, where, enough. where he had to go in there with his abacus and his sandbox to draw out things. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I got to jump in here, guys. I hear back in these, my day, back in my day, you guys, bitch, bitch, bitch. You got to take Who's only bitching? seven, seven exams. Oh, Excuse me. Eight. I had to take 10. Eight. Look, eight. I live in California too. Okay. Sorry. Evan's right. Yes. <laughs> Evan gets the bonus. The lucky exam. Californians. Yes. The, anyone who lives in California, if you, if, uh, for those of you that don't know, which is probably many of our listeners in the state of California, they used to require, uh, an oral exam. Uh, as the final uh, test. So after, <laughs> shut up, Cormac. Just don't go there. So anyway, uh, after you passed your nine exams, or now seven, or soon to be what in next year, end of next year, the version five, they're six, they're going to cut it to six or five exams now. I don't know, something like that. We'll 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 know more of that. I guess next year or something when, whenever they release all that. I think they have already, they've already oh. released a transition guide. Now. Sorry. Grandpa here doesn't listen to that. You don't stuff, care. So I don't yeah. care. Honey I've got Badger. mine. I pay my $300 every two years. And that I'll tell you, that is the first <laughs> check. I, I like, I get that bill in the mail. I sit down, I write the check, I put the stamp on it and, yeah, and away it goes. Yep. It, there is no late. Uh, I yeah, am not risking no losing that, that, that license. Um, but anyway, back, back, you know, what I was talking about with California is, uh, they always required the California supplemental exam. And it used to be an oral exam where you would go in and, uh, and, and at the time I took it, um, you went in with absolutely nothing. Uh, there was, uh, before, before I took it, you would go in and you would like maybe talk about, say, or you would bring in you'd a bring project. a set of plans. Yeah. yeah. You'd bring a set of plans that and you worked on. 
that you worked on, yeah. and they would ask you questions about it, and they being a panel of uh, three other architects. And it was just kind of more of a casual conversation about the project, and they would ask you specific questions. And clearly, if you had worked on the set of plans, then you know usually you, you did okay. Um, when I took it, they had eliminated that. So you walked in literally with nothing. And just fire questions at you? They would fire questions at you. And the questions they would ask you would be, um, they would start, they would start with like, okay, we're going to ask you questions about pre-design. And so they'd launch into all these questions and then they'd go, okay, now we're going to ask you questions about design development. And the whole reason they would do that part of it was because some of the questions they would answer, ask you would be answered differently contractually and otherwise, uh, you would, you're required to handle them uh, in, in different manners, depending on what phase of the project you're in. And uh, I remember when I took it, I started answering one of the questions. I don't even remember what it was, but uh, I stopped myself as I was, you know, a, a minute or so in. And I said, well, actually, wait a minute. That's how you would handle it in construction documents. But in this phase, in design development, you would do this. And then like two questions later, it was almost the same thing. And I said, well, you know, as I was saying just before in construction documents, you do that, blah, blah, blah. And so <laughs> it was clear at that point in time, I knew what I was doing and, uh, and, and I passed the exam. But, uh, so in California, after you pass all the NCARB exams, uh, you have to take this additional exam. And now as of, I don't know what, three, four years ago now, Evan, uh, they've switched. I think over. it's only been a couple of years, but Maybe yeah, two. Okay. So now it's it, a computer exam. Now it's, it's an additional computer exam. So I, yeah. I'm completely unfamiliar on that one, but, um, on, the real on how reason that, that I heard that that happened was because the waiting list was so long to get Is in right? and take the oral that they had to swift the whole, you know, make it faster. Right. Well, some of you may be wondering how, how the exams were given. I, and the, the reason I was giving you guys crap earlier was that, uh, basically when, when I did take the exams, uh, they were only given once a year and you had to take all of them. I mean, you didn't have to, you could take one, but then you would, if you wanted to take the but next common one, practice was you took all of them. Yeah. The common practice. Uh, I mean, you had to wait an entire year. They were given like right in the middle of June. Unless you're willing to travel, right? No. It didn't matter. They were given in June, all across the state, oh, okay. all across the country at the time, at the same time. They were not given at different months or anything. It didn't matter if you wanted to travel or not. The, the one exception was the building design exam, which was the 12-hour building design exam. Uh, that was given twice a year, um, although if you failed it, you had to wait a year to take it. Uh, yeah. I'm or maybe it was, maybe I could be wrong about that. Somebody will probably write in and, and correct me. I think you could have taken that one twice. So that one was given in December uh, each year and then in, again in June. But all the rest of the exams were basically given once a year. Yeah. So if you didn't pass something, which, you know, took about three or f actually probably took like four months before you ever found out uh, if you passed any of the exams. And so by then you had to, okay, well, now I have to wait till the following June. And so, you know, when you guys are, uh, and, and, and well, now you still I have give, a six month waiting period. I, I give you guys hell for it, but I mean, in all seriousness, it is, it's a bear to study for any, any one exam. Um, and that, but trying to study 
for uh, all nine at one time is pretty monumental. I, I actually, the first, um, when I first took the exams, I took my only week of vacation that, you know, that I had from my first, one of my first jobs uh, after college, my only week, I took that. And uh, because my college is, is just down the road at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, uh, and I live here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I actually drove down, stayed with some friends that still live down there, and would go to the library at my college and actually sit and study for like all day long. You know, and, and I'd take breaks, come back, go, you know, have lunch, come back, study for three or four more hours, go have dinner, come back, you know, and study some more. And I, I did this for like almost, it was the way I broke it down was like almost one exam every day that I had to completely study for. I wish I could only have to study for a day. <laughs> well, awesome. try piling those up into nine days. Well, though. like for structures, I, I studied 30 hours over one weekend. That was just the one weekend of studying every, I was also studying every single day right? on top right. of that. I mean, that was a huge one. And I think, you know, a lot of people get kind of overloaded by just the thought of, of that exam. It, it is pretty intimidating, but, um, but I, well, you know, one I, of the things again, I, I got did, questions on there. I was just like, right. what the hell are they talking about? One of the things I did to try and help myself was, um, and I can't even imagine trying to do it today because there are so many resources and we'll have links to several of them that we've talked about in the show notes. Um, but what, what helped me was that I focused on one set of study guides and they were the ALS study guides. I believe they were ALS. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, so I bought all those books and, uh, and I just studied those. And, you know, back then, you know, the internet, all of the resources that, that are out there weren't necessarily there. Um, I mean, they, 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 they did have some uh, stuff, but nothing really, I think, online. I mean, you could buy sample exams and some other stuff. But the ALS books were really, to me, it was like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And they really covered most everything in those exams pretty well. I mean, certainly as Evan, you mentioned, you go in there and there's something that just hits you out of left field and you have no idea and you do the best you can with it. But uh, for the most part, I felt those exams or those study guides really helped me and uh, got me over the hump and, you know, I passed everything. So uh, it worked out okay. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, and then I, I have interesting or funny story at the 12 hour design exam. Um, I mean, that, that was really, I mean, that's like your worst day at work. Um, you know, just like exponentially worse because you, you'd go to this exam and, and the fun thing was that you'd take all nine of these exams and you, you take it at some like, uh, um, you know, convention center or something. So you, you're in this big giant convention center room with everybody else and uh, you had to bring all your own equipment. So, of course, this this was before the com- you know they had the computer exam. So you'd you'd bring everything in. You know, all your drafting supplies, your own board, your own chair. I mean, people went people went absolutely nuts. It was like they built their own little uh, fort inside <laughs> at their table. I mean, literally a lot of weird stuff. But uh, but I mean, you'd you'd have to show up at like seven a.m. and then they'd pass everything out and they'd go over all the instructions and uh, you know, they, they were very adamant that there was no colors. So you could only use pencil. 
There were no colored pencils. So like the, the old uh, blue or purple non-print um, uh, pencils, couldn't use those. So of course, what do I see? I'm walking to the bathroom. I see some guy drawing with it. It's like, really? Dude, you failed. Just just pack up your stuff and go home because you've already failed. They they take about 10 seconds, 10 to, I think it was like maybe 20 to 30 seconds, maybe a minute to look at your exam. And it's like, I mean, going back to the problem of, of uh, not having enough time to, uh, you know, to, to judge all these things, you've got hundreds of them, right? So you're, you're looking for certain key things and it's like, oh, this one's in color, poof, toss. I'm not even going to look at it anymore. Yeah, it's gone. And so, you know, so anyway, but uh, you you know they they'd start the exam somewhere around eight o'clock, and it was like, okay, gun would go off. Okay, your twelve hour clock is is rolling. There's no break. There's no like pause okay. for lunch. Come back, and then they have all these. And I'm sure they do this now, even with the exams. I mean, they got proctors in the bathrooms watching to make sure that nobody's talking or sharing information and uh, stuff like that. Well, there's a really you know, low chance that anybody else in the room is even taking an ARA exam. It's like so. medical tests and truck driver tests and engineers and, and x-ray techs and everybody's all lumped together now. Oh, is that right? Okay, it's it's well. pretty lame. I mean, there's no camaraderie to it at all, right? You're not all going in together, doing the same thing, walking out together, saying, oh, hey, yeah. how do you think you did? Now it's like you go in, you sit in an anonymous cubicle, and then you you walk away. <laughs> or during your break, you, you get to stare out through the mini blinds at the outdoors. You're not even allowed <laughs> to look outside. Uh, or go outside, I mean. Um, it's it's pretty pathetic. Oh, so. but at least you got a break, man. I, yeah, I it's nothing. a mandatory break. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. 15 minutes. Oh, that's nice. Uh, we When we were in there, we were there from 8 in the morning till 8 at night. And, mm. you know, that, that but was But if you had the time, you could, you could get up and go take a break, couldn't you? Or you had to oh, stay yeah, at your desk? Oh, yeah, no. That, that 12 hours was yours. Yeah. You okay. could do whatever you wanted. If you wanted to run around the building or, I mean, run around inside the room or, you know, just sit there and take a nap. I mean, whatever you wanted to do, yeah. it was your time. It's just that at the end of that 12 hours, you best have everything done. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, uh, it is, it was very different and, um, you know, it was a lot of fun, uh, now looking back, it wasn't a whole lot of fun doing it, but, but I think, um, I always thought when I first heard that they were splitting up the exams and going on to the computer and you could take them anytime you wanted, I always thought that would be an advantage for most people. Now it's an advantage if you like procrastinating and if you, uh, I mean, there's, there's no accountability to it, right? Like you're not going in with a bunch of friends who are saying, Hey, how are you doing on your studying? Cause we're all going to go take this test once a year. Right. That doesn't happen. So I think that's a, a big but disadvantage. When you mentioned camaraderie, it reminded me when I first took the exams, it almost felt like a little uh, college re reunion from uh from the the people I went to uh school with. Yeah. Because we all showed up essentially. Right. And so uh yeah, it was it was a very strange experience like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" you know. So Well, I think it's a disservice to the profession the way that it's being run like that. And and I mean, I get it. I get why they're doing it like that. I mean, it it, it is the model of efficiency, right? But um it's it's just too bad. They're, they've taken the humanity out of it. I mean, not not that it was the most humane thing, um, but it's definitely less than it was. 
So that's my opinion. So Cormick, when's the next test? Um, shoot for the end of the month. So we got to get some people, uh, to root for us. That would be cool. And we'd love to, you know, I think it'd be cool to hear other people's stories. I, you know, Neil hearing your story and I, I hear people's stories in my office. I, they're always fun to listen to. Oh yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool if people post their stories in the comments or on Facebook, um, where you can write a little more than Twitter has to offer. But, um, that'd be fun to hear, hear some of those and you guys can rag on us for, for taking so long to get it over with. But, um, you know, I, I, I think that the, you. Pro- the profession needs. Yeah, not you, Neil. <laughs> not me. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Perfection. Hey, no, um, no, I just wanted it. <laughs> I wanted it so over. I just, I, I just tried to get it done as fast as I could after I graduated college. Well, I, th- I think that architects should be rooting for people for the next uh, crew that's going to come in and take over. I mean, it would be a, a good thing for the for the profession. I don't know if anyone's going to do that, but I know people in my office are. I mean, when I passed structures, I got some hugs and we went out for drinks and it was cool. It was very cool. So it's definitely appreciated. So did you get a raise? Oh, no, you haven't gotten licensed yet. Nope. I'm curious. I I would really love to have some listeners comment on what happened once they got licensed with the firm, you know, that they were currently working at. You know, I was, think uh, that's when you get to, you learn the secret handshake. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, that that didn't and that's about it (laughs) (laughs) i got a big fat nothing (laughs) i i mean in all seriousness i i mean i got some you know congratulations obviously and stuff like that but uh but you know unlike say like a lawyer passing the bar at the firm you know at your law firm um i got uh, nothing there was no bonus there was no raise um not even a cookie okay not no, not even a cookie, no cookies. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything, so I, I guess there's there's that. I you know I can say that, but um, I mean, I think though in the profession that that that's it's just not right. I think that once someone becomes licensed, there there should be some reward. And oftentimes that reward ends up being with the with the next firm, right? Because that reward you can go means that you and, can go off on your own. Well, yes, that, that <laughs> there is that, but I think the the reward is that the next firm that you know is courting you or that you go to, it's like, yeah, I'm licensed now. So there's like this. Um, okay, well, instead of five bucks an hour, we're going to spend you know six dollars an hour for you. You are dating yourself. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just pulling numbers out of the hat. <laughs> pulling my out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, instead of, you know, whatever, you know, you put your own number to it. But, I mean, I think that you, I think you do get rewarded, <laughs> but unfortunately it's not always with the firm that you're currently with working at that when you get licensed. So I I'd like to hear from the listeners if that's true or not, or did you experience something different? Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, now that we've alienated more than half of our licensed architect friends here, uh, why don't we wrap it up? All right. Well, with that, if you have any questions or comments, please visit the website, arcaspeakpodcast.com. And there you'll find links to our individual Twitter accounts and the Arcaspeak Podcast Facebook page, where Evan so rightly said you can uh, write a little bit more than you can, uh, than you can uh, talking to us on Twitter. Tell your story. 
Absolutely. And in fact, if you'd really like to tell your story and maybe even get it on the air, call us at the Arcuspeak Podcast Hotline, 415-484-8496. And uh, you can find that number if you missed it on just about every page on the site at arcuspeakpodcast.com. Cool. All right, guys. With that, everybody, stay subscribed and thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, you can bet I know, I know, I know